You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. We're here at the back table of The Comedy Cellar, of course, here with Mr. Dan Natterman and uh, special guest comedian this week, Mr. Dove Davidoff. A frequent and, guest, Dove Davidoff. And we, have, and we have an authentic Comedy Cellar uh, scoop this yes. is, you're the you're absolutely the most important guest we've had, especially relative to what's gone on in the world in this past week. Mr. David K. Johnston. He is an American investigative journalist and author, a specialist in economics and tax issues, Pulitzer Prize winner, and most uh, notably, not most notably, but in, in the public conscience, most notably, he was recently featured on the Rachel Maddow show where he handed over a copy of President Donald Trump's taxes from 2005. Welcome, sir. Glad to be here. We're also, by the way, waiting on Judy Gold. Uh, <laughs> she has to upgrade from Silver first. <laughs> well, no, I mention that because I'm a little. Uh, she may be angry that we're starting right. without her. So let's get let's get right to it. First of all, has your life changed <laughs> since this thing last week with the, yeah. the? Yeah, you know, it's very funny. Donald said I'm a nobody. For the last five or six years, I have not walked through an airport in the U.S., Canada, or Germany without people stopping me. Wow. It's gone from, like, one person a day to, even on the way here from the subway, uh, four people. Wow. Guy in the bar where I went and got a bite to eat before I came here, and, um, yeah. Well, we thought you were going to We thought you were going to cancel on us. Never. Uh, because I, I, thought, I didn't think we were able to hold on to you. Anyway, right. let's get, let's get uh, right to the question most burning on my mind, which is... What? Oh, actually, I have two questions. The first one is actually personal. Does it bother you that all that Rachel Maddow was on, was it Jimmy Fallon, talking about her scoop? It was your scoop. Well, You New brought it to her. My former newspaper, the New York Times, uh, uh, credited her, mentioned me at the bottom, never mentioned my website, said, well, out of the 23 stories we've done out of my work, uh, we gave one link to dcreport.org, Therefore, you know, we're okay. And I pointed out, Rachel Maddow said half a dozen times, I gave her the scoop. And they said, well, no, we're sticking with the story we have. It's uh, I not I think it's fun. terrible. But I don't, I'm not Do you have anything punitive not, about that? Not, why, 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 why did they, was that a selective omission? Because they're, the, they're the times. Gotcha. But um, I, I, uh, I did not see Jimmy Fallon, but I was not surprised that people want to interview her and not me. I mean, Donald said I'm a nobody after all. <laughs> no, I, I, that I, and she's Rachel Maddow. I wouldn't use. I, I'm not surprised, although I think you would have been just as a good a guest. I just hope she mentioned me. If she did, I'm happy. She. I. I was listening to this. I'm saying, you know, if I was Mr. Johnson, if I was David, I would be like, how can she? It was ungracious of her when they when she she actually taught referred to her own scoop as opposed to saying I'm the luckiest uh, woman in the right. world. This it was brought to me on a silver platter. I'm just a conduit. Well, really, all the credit is his. It's, it's my scoop. It's and she got what's called the get. She I'm got the, the get. get. I'm the get. Right. Yeah. So so anyway, I'll, I'll take that as a yes. So, yeah. but but having watched it, I can't lie, I was furious with Rachel Maddow because I felt all the implication was that there was going to be something major, a real story there. And there, there is a real story there. That's, what's the real that's story? That's the problem. See, what happened is people got this idea that this was going to be scandalous. When I got this document, my first thought was I got to authenticate it. Uh, and the second was, I got to get this out as quickly as I can. How do you authenticate it? I'll get to okay. that. But my um, my other thought was, boy, Donald is going to be really happy. He's going to be able to say, hey, look, this guy who's been writing about me for all these years, 
he, he, he comes up with this document that says, I made a lot of money and paid a lot of taxes. He didn't, of course. He, uh, they did unethical things at the White House about it, and then he dumps on me and repeatedly. Um, because Donald is Donald. You know, it's like the story of the, uh, the scorpion that asks the frog for a ride across the river and then kills it. I, I told that to do. Doug's, Doug's fiance on the night before they got married and didn't stop her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I married a <laughs> But, um, uh, you know, here's the scandal in Donald Trump. It's not really a scandal, but here's the real thing I think people missed, unfortunately. But, but for the record, how much taxes did he pay? Okay. The White House lied about this. Okay. He, he, he had positive income of $152.7 million, which would put him in the top 400 tax returns that year. Quite a way up there because it started at 100 and the average was like 200. And that's, and that's after his income was reduced by his no, deductions, that's, right? No, that's, that's, that's his that's, gross income? That's, yes, okay. that's his positive income. He paid taxes of $36.6 million. The White House said 38, which is not true. His income tax was $36.6 million. Well, it's important because Donald never tells truth anything. The next day, Donald went on TV and said on one of the stations, I think it was. Uh, um, with um, the guy who wears the bow ties on CNN, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. No, no, I made $250 million and then I had this $100 million deduction. No, you didn't. You made 153 almost, and then you had the $103 million deduction. Anyway, he would have only paid $5 million on almost 153 less than 3.5%, if his tax policy was in effect. Because the alternative minimum tax. That's right. What is the average tax rate of the poorest half of American taxpayers that year? It's a little over 3.5%. So as we wrote at dcreport.org, Donald Trump wants to live like the 0.001%, and he wants to pay taxes like the bottom half. So let, let me ask you questions that I— because I know Bernie Sanders, I think, wanted to eliminate the alternative minimum tax. I want to eliminate well. it, but you right. have to do other adjustments to do it. Right, so does Donald— And your viewers should know that I'm taxes an area where— you know, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I teach tax law at a university. To, to, to law students. So, so you're saying that Donald Trump's tax proposal is such that, that he wouldn't eliminate any, eliminate any deductions. He would really allow a man such as himself to pay almost no taxes. Almost no on, taxes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, I, I think this return is probably anomalous. It's unusual. Here's Judy Gold. This is Judy. This Hi. is David K. Johnson. I love you. Oh, well. Yeah, I saw you, you on... Uh... These guys haven't said that, but it's okay. No, no, no. I love well, there's a lot of love here. There's a tremendous <laughs> amount of love I'm withholding here. judgment. Uh, I want to yes. wait until... No, no, no. no. He's great. He's great. I, I haven't I... told my father I love him. <laughs> my, my father... No, tell, you, tell your dad. Tell your dad. This I my should, father. but the point you. is is I have a hard time expressing yeah, love. It's a hard time expressing. <laughs> I um, followed you after, you know, I saw you. I learned, you know, You're one I of the new people who discovered me, not one of the old ones. Um... Right. All my but my father was a tax attorney. Ah. And he wrote the tax laws for the state of New Jersey, corrected the bar and the CPA exam. So I come you from a family. Buy him a copy of my book, Perfectly He's dead. Legal. He's oh. been dead since 1990. Have a nice night. Yeah, sorry. That's so, all right. So the, the, so the alternative minimum tax, there are, there are principled reasons to be against it on all sides and all, sure. of all ideologies, but correct? You, here's the thing about tax law in America. I'm writing, I've written largely a new tax code for this country. Very simple. Don't file tax return except for a few people who choose to. Um, but the existing tax code we have, 6,500 pages, by the way. Don't listen to people say it's millions of pages and stuff. It's just under 6,500 pages. Mine's under 100. Is what do you like mean? You're, you're writing a new, a new tax? Yeah. 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 I mean, I had that book out except for Donald being in the White House. And um, the, the tax code that we have is all sorts of things that are interlinked. There's a corporate tax. There's an alternative minimum tax. There is FACTA. There are, uh, is 
a whole set of rules on partnerships and other entities. Tell me about it. So yeah. it's like a game of pickup sticks. You know, when you were a kid, you pull the blue one, and the whole pile's dynamic shifts in ways you don't expect. What Washington is talking about is not tax reform. I'm doing tax reform. It's the what alternative minimum tax. Yeah, yeah. But what Washington is talking about is just more goodies for people at the top. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the alternative minimum tax gets described in the news all the time as designed to prevent people like Trump from paying little tax. Well, he happened to be caught in it because of a particular rule, but almost all the people who pay it, here's who they are. They're married couples with more than two children who own their own home and live in high-tax states like New York, which, by the way, are the high-wage states. It's not a tax about Donald. He just got caught by a specific rule, which I got caught in, because he's a real estate investor. So you're saying that's why it's kind of unfair, that because it's hitting people who are, who, who are kind of like upper middle class oh, yeah. in a way. The by original New York minimum tax yeah. from 1969, which was repealed, applied only to investors. That's what we need is a rule only for investors. Why should you lose your exemption for yourself, your exemption for your children? Uh, just forget about anything else. Why should we take that away from you if you're an upper middle class or middle class uh, citizen? And we is do. the complex nature of the tax code? Uh, is it the manifestation of just special interest, or why, why? Why are we at a place where it seems as though you need a PhD to understand anything that's going on around this? Well, I don't have a PhD, and I understand it. Right, but, right, but having right, said right. that, well, you're um, an exception. Listen, it's, it's very, it's very simple. Yeah. Uh, if you're rich, yeah. you can get Congress to pass some law that will, will favor you. Right. They, right. they actually right. had a, a, a law once which didn't get passed because it was written about just the day before it was going to be voted. But here's what it said. Um, no tax shall be owing on the estate of any individual who died in Tarrant County, that's uh, Fort Worth, Texas, yeah. on such and such a date and left an estate valued at not less than so much nor more than so much and whose sole surviving heir is his spouse. Incredible. And, and the Philadelphia Inquirer found this woman that's who incredible. goes... When she get him on the phone, she's, oh, you mean that little thing my congressman's doing for me? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. You oh. know what I find interesting? I mean, you probably find this interesting, but, you know, the Defense of Marriage Act was overturned because of taxes. Yeah. And, you know, it's such it was such a Republican uh, sort of argument. Uh, that that really what made sense of, of uh, about you know that that they were together forty years and because they couldn't get legally married she had to pay a federal inheritance well, tax. Well, you know, I mean, understand that that the Republicans want a government that's so small it can crawl right. into bed with you. Right. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm getting back to Rachel Maddow. So you've made the case that this is interesting because essentially Trump's kind of a hypocrite. He, he, he or you're saying. I think you're saying more than that. You're saying that Trump is really angling for a tax package because it would benefit him, him and not, uh, which would presume that he's still been paying those high taxes. Yeah, and I and I believe the 2005 tax return was anomalous. I mean, we know that in well, if it's anomalous, then how would this benefit him? Because he looks no. In this case, he looks good because look, I paid all, made all this money, made these taxes. But there are, for someone like him, there are things called carrybacks that you don't get. So you make a lot of money in comedy one year, and the next year you don't make anything. You don't get to go back and reduce your prior income. Guys like Donald get to do that. No, but I'm saying that if, if it was anomalous, and in the last 10 years he hasn't been paying this high alternative minimum tax, then, then the motivation is not to no, save money, to eliminate be, it. Would, it would benefit him in that year. But you back also— then, but, I'm saying, but, but going forward, 
See, that to me is not, like it's, whatever, not black, it's not black and white. I gnome. think it's Lawrence Cudlow or one of one of these, uh, you know, guys uh, who doesn't know anything about tax. Night. One of the supply side who's, who's <laughs> actually responsible for the tax package. I I I, I don't think it's Donald Trump's uh, venality, which is. I don't oh, think Donald, no. I don't think Don, Donald Trump created this I, tax package at all. I, I I once tried to give Donald tax advice. Yeah. And how'd that Don, go? Well, Donald, you know, is always telling you how smart he is. Because I know he, he likes to take advice. Yeah, right. <laughs> he he couldn't follow. It was actually right. very simple. What I was trying to explain, I've explained Shocking. to ordinary people. Donald, Donald, you know, he Donald is not that smart. What? Donald Wait. is Donald oh is not God. informed. Are you being sarcastic, Drew? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But but you said you said that that 2005 tax return shows him in a favorable light because he did pay those taxes and because that's the year he got married to Melania, yeah. I also thought, known I thought, as immigrant. I, so I thought Donald would put out a statement saying, hey, this guy has been pursuing me. Right, right. You know, look, look. So but wait, he didn't do that. So then so then let's talk about what, because this is what it always comes back to me, is Rachel Maddow. First of all, the whole buildup implied criminality and corruption. Oligarchs, Nixon, I'm not a crook, uh, all of it. No, that's interesting. I didn't hear it that way, but I see why you did. As I, all I she talked that. about was all the strength and the reasons we should be concerned about him. And then by the end, she was actually uh, admitting to the fact that, well, you know, actually maybe Trump was behind this leak because it actually benefits him. Now, well, that, no, that was my that point. Was, right, that, but she, yeah, but she, but she, but she didn't dispute it. She's like, yeah, you know, she... she which to me is like you're doing this whole buildup of something which you think might actually be favorable to Donald Trump, and the buildup involves criminality and Nixon. It was, it was, it was. I'm sorry, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I was, I can't say I didn't like it because I, I enjoyed it because it was because I don't like Rachel Maddow, but no. I could not you, believe no. it. You know what? I couldn't believe it, uh, and Rachel, I thought it, it was bad for you in a sense. Go ahead, sorry, Judy. I just feel like you know Rachel Maddow is a truth seeker. She uncovered the Bridgegate. She uncovered Flint, Michigan water crisis. Well, I don't think she necessarily uncovered those, but she certainly she, gave them yeah, national she gave, prominence. Right. And, so she and made, stuck to them right. and did them very well. And, you know, she definitely does her due diligence, as does her staff. Not this time. Okay. So there's one. But, you know, we have to really be on the side of journalists at this point. Judy, the, once, can, I, can I interrupt you? I'm on the uh, side of journalists. But just to say, uh, you're, all right. you, you may be in a minority, Noam. It was not a matter of diligence that she didn't do. Right. The, the, it was a matter of foaming at the mouth well, of the Donald Trump's hatred was, that yes. allowed it, her to not see what anybody should have seen. Ju uh, uh, Rachel, this actually, if anything, might make Trump look good. There's nothing there except yeah. hypocrisy, no, maybe. No, right. it's, it's, everybody has a different style, right? And her, every night she does a monologue. It's usually about 12 minutes. It's um, gone to 20, though, recently. I, this one, yeah. it went to 20, and that's her style. And, you know, we talked about where to take this, okay, when I got the document. Uh, we could have just posted our website and told a lot of people, and we were afraid it wouldn't get enough attention. No, she should try to make money I, on it. I, I, wanted to go, I wanted to go to Lawrence O'Donnell because he's, like me, a tax expert. I didn't um, know that. We decided he is? he's too, yeah. He's also he was, a good actor. I know he's an oh, he's a, actor. He's I a wonderful know. actor. He's a great screenwriter. But he worked on the Senate Finance Committee. Oh, okay. And he's got a temper. He knows tax very well. Um, we thought about going to Chris Hayes. We thought about going to CNN. We thought you know we first thing we discussed was going to my old newspaper, the New York Times. And immediately said, now nah, we'll get caught in the maw of the editing right, machine right. of the New York Times. Thirty editors will weigh in on it. when they get done with it. You'll be you think you know you weren't happy with Rachel. Trust me. If I'd gone to the Times, you would have not known what it was about. Right. And so, you know, we said, Rachel's the one who's been hitting these issues that we've been hitting at dcreport.org, like the Russians. We did a 10,000-word investigation of the Russians, and when she didn't credit us because she didn't, hadn't seen it, um, she had me on. 
to correct the record about it. So I thought well of her for that, and her, it's her style. And um, I'm, I'm not upset with her for the show she did with me. I am upset with the New York Times and the Washington Post and the other news organizations that said she got it when a half a dozen times she very carefully said, David K. Johnston and DCReport.org broke this story, and I'm so happy they're here. Right. But did you, were you uh, at all, uh, I don't want to say unhinged, but were you, did you think when the buildup was coming with the clock on the, on the television, you know, they were counting down, <laughs> oh, counting I mean, yes, down. Yes, I certainly thought, when am I coming out of the green room and are we going to get to this? Right, yeah, but no, were you thinking th- this is way too much for no, this? No, all I thought was, because she Let's does go. Ones, yeah. Right, right, I right. think we should reset No. Okay, we're here at the, the Comedy Solo Show on Sirius XM oh, I Channel I was, 99. I, I wanted to reset. With, oh, Stop go ahead, go ahead. beating up on Rachel. We'll go try ahead. something new. Let's beat up on... I love Rachel. We're here with David K. Johnston, tax expert and the person Investigative who, reporter. Investigative reporter, and um, found he found the uh, Trump's uh, tax return. Well, my, well he, uh, he my, was sent, it was sent to him One of my eight grown children found it in my mailbox. Eight that, grown it, children. Yeah. There's a topic we need to get placed into. Placed yeah, in your kids. mailbox or sent by... No, the by mailman. Rick by mailman delivered it along with the mail. Delivered by and, the mail. But it says client copy on there. Yeah, so who so, the hell else would have the client right, copy? Right, Well, there are other people who might have it. Many it people. may have been photocopied for litigation, for regulatory purposes, etc. Do you think you'll ever be... I mean, like, there's got to be a way to get a hold of the rest of these tax returns. And, I mean, wouldn't it open up this whole Russia... It, 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 and his other interests, and and the Ukraine, and and I mean the hookers. Let's just say I, don't I haven't give a shit about the hookers. I, I haven't been living in hotels and traveling nonstop for weeks now, with a few visits home without a reason. Okay, you're hot on the trail. I the trail. love you, yeah. Hot on the trail, baby. What? On the trail. Do you? Do you? So hot. You do know that you're you're part of a minority. So there are hundreds of people on the internet who want to have my children tortured in front of me as oh, I, my skin is stripped off and I'm shot. I want based you based on to, on what basis? I'm a traitor. And, <laughs> you're a traitor. and, Trump mean, and by the way, Trump supporters, many of them are really even if you are a Trump this supporter. fine Christian man of integrity. How dare you? Oh, yeah. And if anybody who's read my <laughs> right, book, right, The Making right. of Donald Trump, knows, right, Donald right. Trump calls Christians idiots, fools, and schmucks. Yeah. And he doesn't mean it to be redundant when he says schmuck. Well, I, I am a truth lover. And, and no Christian, and, but a truth and, and lover. No and, yeah. what, and whatever is true about Donald Trump, of course, of course, of course, we want it to come out. I'm, I, I find myself skeptical that there's going to be anything huge there. Huge. Only because I feel like, I mean, for instance, the tax returns. There's got to be... 50 people who've seen Donald Trump's tax returns. Oh, yeah, more than that. If there was something treasonous, really unpatriotic, somebody would spill it. No, you'd have to understand the document in context. Okay. I mean, I can take a tax return and tell you a lot of things because I've spent years working on this stuff, but a lot of people can look at a tax return and they would say there's nothing unusual here because they don't know the larger story. It's the thing as an investigative reporter for 50 years that has scared me every time I do something. What is it I don't know? That's right. what you worry about. But you about. can learn an enormous amount about yes. someone oh, from no, their absolutely. tax return. Absolutely. Now, do you... All right. I, I just... I, the fact that he wouldn't release them, that he lied about how he's under audit. I mean, Nixon was under audit too and he's he released his. I mean, I just don't understand... How, Judy? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel terrible now. You ready? Yeah. You know how easily you breathe. Mm-hmm. That's how easily Donald Trump lies. Yeah, I believe. Oh, that. Oh, I know. Yeah. I believe Don, it Don, too. There is no. This is a man with no moral core. And one of the key. You know, I, I when when he announced 
when he came down that uh, uh, escalator. The escalator, I immediately said he's serious this time because he's been talking about this for 30 years. Yes, yes. And I started calling my fellow journalists. I started writing pieces, uh, 21 questions for Donald Trump saying, you got to get on this and here are the things to ask. And nobody did what they're supposed to do. It's called vetting the candidate. The New York Times ran this huge story about what Hillary huge. Clinton was doing in the 70s. So when I right. called a couple of my, people, my former colleagues in the New York Times, I said, look at this about this major drug trafficker, not a dealer, a trafficker, whom he risked everything for, whose case was mysteriously transferred from Ohio to the New Jersey courtroom of his sister, and the lenient treatment he got, I was told, David, that was 30 years right, ago. Right, right, right. So different standards for Hillary and Donald, and... Uh, in my anyway, in my book, The Making of Donald Trump, I tried to lay out, here's everything you should know. Well, you know what? That book is number one worldwide bestseller. It's in 11 languages. Mazel tov. Yeah, but it's selling really well in Germany, right. France, England, Netherlands, Turkey. It's not... No alternative not, minimum not, tax not for you. Not in the U.S. Not so much in the <laughs> U.S. Not, not so much in the U.S.? Well, I have to say, with Noam, I, I don't, Noam's going to hate me for this, but that uh, meeting with Angela Merkel... Okay. Where he wouldn't shake hands. Did that? Re- I didn't see it. Did that it, really happen? Yes. And and, an and she was so disgusted by him. The th- I grew up in a home where we didn't buy one German thing. Nothing from Germany. My parents wouldn't even buy a Ford because uh, Henry Ford Henry was, was, an yeah, was anti-Semitic and yeah. friends with uh, Hitler. Okay. I have more respect for the German chancellor. I mean, who knew? Than I do for the president of the yeah. United States. Well, as you should, you, should, you can't blame, right. you can't blame her for something right. that happened when she yeah. wasn't alive. Yeah, yeah. The, but the, I, I'm curious. The idea of a lack of a, a moral center is this: would you? This is consistent with general personality disorder diagnoses. And would would you? Are you on board with that? Well, I, okay, I'm not a doctor, but here's what I'll tell you: if you read the DSM, yes. And you read well, narcissistic diagnostical statistical manual, which changes as our knowledge changes. You will see he has tick, every symptom. Tick off the yeah. items yes, of a Judy, narcissist yes. of Donald. Tick them off, absolutely. And Donald has, as I show in the book, let me tell you how lacking in any compassion and empathy for anybody else is. He put the life of a sickly infant, his own grandnephew, in jeopardy over money. Right. And when he got called on it, and this is my words, not his. The quotes are in the making of Donald Trump. He goes. Basically, well, what else could I do? Because he wanted the money. Right. And this sickly infant was in the way of him getting the money. Who who puts the life of a child in jeopardy over money? I mean, I would understand maybe if you're starving and your children are going to starve and it's right. going to be my kid we're going to save, not Selfish your kid. Selfish choice, yeah. But a man with the kind of money right. they have. Well, so, so let's let's presume he's a, he's a narcissist. Presume? For the sake of yeah. just, just remember, right. narcissist's story came to a bad end. Donald, so far, is doing very well. He's not drowning in the pool. Swamp. What in the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, smart remark of the night. Yes, what thank you. What policies would you expect a narcissist to move forward? Uh, oh, that's real easy. He's appointing um, minders like the communists do at every agency to make sure that there's loyalty to Donald Trump. Right. Yes, Steve is, Some Steve of the people who come through that. the uh, who come through into the U.S. entering the country have said that they were pulled in the back room and asked if they were loyal to Donald Trump or they support him. This is setting up a man who talked as if the president's a dictator uh, for exactly that. Donald Trump is about one thing. 
Donald believes, of course, he should be our leader because he is genetically superior to us. He said this, one of his sons has said this. And so this is about the glorification of the great Donald Trump, who is superior well, to us. And if you don't he, believe that, what, loser, what precisely did loser, he say that? Yeah, what yeah, precisely did he say that, that was that where he said he's genetically superior? Oh, you, it's in the book. You can go see it, and his son has said it too. Well, what exactly which did they son? say? Because I've I can guess which one. The Donald Jr. Oh, well, I knew it. Because I think so, you might be overstating that. I, 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 unless you have a quote that I haven't heard. No, 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 no. It's, it's, he uh, talked about like Germans over there. Some good. Uh, I mean, he talked about genetics. But I don't think he said he's genetically superior to everybody else. Uh, Donald has said that, and and I know many, you know, I've covered Donald for a long time, and there are lots of people around you who will tell you about conversations Donald has well, made uh, about so how I, he I, is genetically superior. I want to describe one possible trajectory of a narcissist. I'm a narcissist. I want everybody to love me. I want to be on Mount Rushmore. Right. I don't want to be the guy cutting anybody's anything. I want to be the guy who gives everybody everything because nobody ever remembers how a great president paid for his policy. So I want everybody to have health care on the house, as much money in their pocket, food. That would be kind of what a narcissist, I think, if I were a narcissist, that's what I would do. If I'm not a narcissist and I'm more concerned with principle, listen, I'd be like, there's limited resources, not everybody can have everything. How come his narcissism doesn't lead him to be more generous to the population so that they'll love him. Well, you know, Donald used to believe in universal health care. He told me one time it should be like driving down the road in front of your house. If you need it, you just have it there. Uh, but why, why did he believe that? Because he really believes it or because he's a narcissist? No, 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 no. I think he believes that because he's a good German and he just thinks... He, he, and also as a business owner, and I run a well, small but business... You, once again, you, you say he's a good German. It. You're... you're, you're you know, yes, that, Dan, I'm being a little unfair to him. No, but that ties into I'm your, your to be assertion. Funny and that, I'm not very, as my, as my comedy writer daughter says, Dad, you're not funny. Well, so but I'm saying you're tying that into this whole notion that he feels he's genetically superior. He's, yeah, I don't mean he alone is superior. I agree with you if that was your point, Dan, yeah, that he's yeah. suggesting he's part of a superior group of people, genetically superior group of people. Right. Oh, but I'm asking you for what yeah. quote he said because that's Dan, just, he doesn't have the quote. Look, can he answer my question? Off the top of my head, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, but if, if if he if he said that he's part of genetically superior people, Dan, what that's part an, of you he doesn't have the quote? That's an important quote that um, I would think might stick in one's mind. Okay, but it doesn't. It doesn't have the quote. I got lots of other quotes, but get my book. Yeah. Okay, so 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 my my question. He, so you think he in his heart he does believe universal health care? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you, so yeah. what? So how does how is that manifest? Wanting everybody to today. love you, but also, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. wanting everyone to love you in that context oh, isn't necessarily right. So narcissism manifests sometimes in the need for power as well right. and self glorification. Okay, well, he's sort of like the Grinch. Being loved by he everyone. is like the Grinch. And by the way, if I had a dollar for every time Noam Setter implied that the Jews have smarts. <laughs> I'd, be, I, I'd be on a yacht right now. Well, I, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Noam on that one. There's some very interesting social research that supports this. There yes. is an objective case to be made. But that, now the <laughs> notion, I'm not a member of the tribe, okay? Uh, I have a question because uh, as a member of the Jewish community, uh, I heard a lot of, you know, he's not going to do this or he's not going to do that because he has Ivanka and Jared. Um, I'm rolling and, my let the record eyes. Show he rolled his eyes. <laughs> and, and that has been a constant in the Jewish community. Oh, he's not going to. No, he has Ivanka. Like, like I want to punch Jared Kushner in the fucking face. Well, you know, we've had attacks on on synagogues and on um, um, JCCs and mosques oh, and this, JCCs. This, this infuriates and, me. Huh? Yes. Yeah. See, what and, the point you're making infuriates me. Yes. And, and I disagree saying, with it. He isn't saying anything of any substance. Right. Well, he, this, can I just, yeah. as, as a personal anecdote, Judy's not my Facebook friend. For the last 
Stephen will. I'll be your Facebook friend. I would love that. For All the right. last like 12 months prior to Trump's presidency, I was berating my fellow Jews about the fact they're not. They couldn't care less about anti-Semitism. They, they. I agree. They, they post everything about anything that happens in the world to any other victim group. While the ADL came out with an article in that 2015 was a high watermark in the modern era of anti-Semitic acts either in the country or the world. Right. And I pose it crickets. Now that Donald Trump is president, every Jewish friend of mine has this hyper heightened sensitivity to anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. And it's not that now my son's JCC was evacuated. And as we know, the one person they caught turned out to be some guy who was trying to get his girlfriend in trouble or whatever right, it is. Right. But I've seen no empirical data to show that anti-Semitism is up after Trump is president. And even if it is up in some measure, it's not, it's just, con it's continuing but, but no. on the trajectory that has existed over the last 10 years that nobody cared about until it was Trump. Well, it makes me crazy. I wouldn't say nobody cared, but it well, certainly didn't in my get life the high cared. level of coverage that it's gotten. But, you know, Donald, um, you can go through the statements he didn't make on the particular days he didn't make. And understand something. Donald doesn't have any empathy for anybody. If he makes a statement, it's because his staff I, said this will be good for you. Can I interrupt you one second? I, and I don't mean to yeah. defend Trump here, but when, when, when they killed that— the, I've defended Donald when, on occasion. When they killed the, the Jews in the, in the kosher deli in Paris, right. Obama refused to identify it as an anti-Semitic yep. uh, incident. Right. And nobody cared. Yep. Nobody cared. Let, let Trump uh, try I that. I, I, I bet you Trump would identify it as an anti-Semitic incident. Because he hates Muslims so much. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I, I think I'm making a fair point here. I, I think that we, we, just like Rachel Maddow, we all have to be careful no matter how much you want to hang him to, to, to not be guilty of, yeah. of, of guilty Norm, Lily. I'm, I'm, Norm, I'm more concerned about clearly what's happening to Muslims in America and to the efforts. This thing that came out today, uh, uh, airlines owned by eight countries. You can't bring anything with you electronic except your cell phone. Yeah, I just read that. Now, I'm yeah. sorry. Delta Airlines coming from that country can, but the uh, Muslim country's native airline can't. Don't don't misunderstand what's going on here. Donald Trump is a But England is on board with that, too. Donald, yes, and they have and some the, intelligence. And the Democratic people. head of the Intelligence Committee, but uh, a, a ranking member, but whatever Let the but man finish. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump, unless your definition of a racist is you got to hang somebody from a tree. Right. Donald Trump is a racist. He's what? been one all his life. He's been found after proceedings, formal proceedings, and been fined huge sums for discriminating. Well, now, 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 what I, I, one point I would make is that Islam is not a race. Uh, Correct. And and his motivation. A bigot. A bigot. He's a bigot. Okay. He's but, a bigot. But then, then why is he the, is a racist then, and he's a bigot? But, 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 then but, why but, is Schiff as any good racist is? Uh, on board I don't know because I don't know what intelligence he's got. Well, the presumption, uh, my board, presumption. Wait, wait, would, you didn't well, finish. You didn't finish. No, my shift is also Adam Schiff, the LA Times. Yes, 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 is yeah. on board. He thinks that this ban is is appropriate on the on the computers well, and cell phones on right, the, on right, the, right from these countries. So I would have to presume that. Well, I think it's because of the leaks true too. True or false? George Washington would love the Muslim ban. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know the love it uh, at the founding love of this. It. Take it enough. Hold, I got one for you, Dan. At the founding of this country, yeah. about 20% of the residents of this country are Muslims. That's incredible. Well, well, well hold on. Now, hold on. Now, you had me going there. <laughs> you almost, Come back and look at the data. You, you almost got me, and I respect what you do on, on the taxes. <laughs> Your knowledge of taxes is, 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 may, by the way, is beyond, dispute. <laughs> beyond dispute. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sleep deprived, so it may be 16%, but there was a large ah, number of Muslims. That's a bigger error than Trump made. Were, and how many Jews? How many Jews? 14. 
Well, very quite very small. Very small. Very small. Oh, they were slaves. Okay. Some of them were, yes. So, so that, so that's how Washington liked his Muslims. <laughs> I, I, I'm not defending Washington. I'm saying if Washington were alive today, he'd be saying, "Bravo with the travel ban." I'll tell you what. You know, even Lincoln, it, the great emancipator himself. But, but picking a fight with the largest religion in the world, with a whole number of countries, for no reason, good reason, and in fact, just picking it at all is not a good thing. You know, to to, to re- recall Rodney King's uh, remarks before he died, the yeah. guy was beaten up in L.A., can't we get all just get along? <laughs> can't we all just get along? Yes, yes. This is interesting to me. So you're here. Now we're getting to something I can talk about. And you know you know that you have the same facts. We don't dispute that England is on board with this. Yes. That the ranking Democrats on board with it. Wait, are we back to taxes and, now? We no, still with Muslims. And, and and this yet you still your presumption is still that this is something that if you had the same information they had you would think was a product of bigotry. I, that I, that I don't understand. Because I think that the signal you know leaders at the top don't control everything government does. When you're running an organization, you know the, Jeffrey Immel at GE doesn't the put screws on. Uh, wheels on locomotives in Erie, Pennsylvania. You set a tone and a tenor, and it shapes how people think. And people even the Democrat up, who hates you. And yes, and people because he's getting information that's coming from these agencies. And so you may have good information, you have, may have bad. In the case of Trump, it doesn't have any credibility. So you're setting up a situation where you can you can take the anti-Trump or anti anti-government position on any issue because it's beyond any kind of facts or proving, even if even if the most liberals no, agree with you, it, you're I, like, well, that's just because they're, no, the wolves pulled no, over I their think, eyes. I think you have to be skeptical and careful about these things, yeah. okay? Because what I what and I he's going to do, say, hey, he's going to do some good things. Donald Trump wants to be a successful president, okay? That's what I was saying. Everything he's going to do is not going to be bad. What will he do that's good? Well, get impeached. Cut my taxes. No, no one wants more Cut bridges. Cut my fucking taxes. I'll yeah. tell you that. And that yeah. wall. What about the wall? If, 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 if in fact, um, we have an infrastructure program, look at our country. It's just falling apart. I know. You that go is to, true. You go to China. You, you know, know, I the other China. day, I, the other day, I drove over the GW Bridge. Worked perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I got, got to the, the lower level. No, but it is. You're absolutely right about the infrastructure, and it's and it's scary. And so, that, I mean, that's one of the key areas. Uh, Donald, you know, said that nobody's going to be worse off because of, uh, in the field of medicine. Well, I'm sorry, a lot of people are going to die because of yeah. Medicaid. Um, in a reverse way, however, if Donald pushing something so hard wakes people up. I, I mean, I think, you know, we had two <sighs> great religious awakenings in this country. I think we're seeing a great political awakening. It started with the Tea Party oh, on the I right. absolutely And agree. now we're seeing it with people on the left. And when we founded DC Report, which we run on a little shoestring, it's donor supported. We don't take ads. Atlanta Rubenstein we Foundation. Don't sell our name. <laughs> yeah, huh. right. We we <laughs> our our position is we refer to our government. Newspapers always say the government. We say our government because our view is we're the owners and we should act like owners. And we empower people. We don't just say here's this regulation that's going to hurt, may hurt, we think will hurt you. We say there's a formal rulemaking. You don't know how to do a rulemaking. Here's the, the, put this in the subject line, send it to this address, and they are required to accept into the formal record what you have to say. Well, We're empowering people to make their government accountable. It's our democracy, and this idea that, oh, we can't do anything about it, we're not in control. 
nonsense. Now, you've, Take sh- your you've shifted. Now, maybe because you've exhausted the list, you've, you've shifted from the good things that Trump would do because there aren't by any. intention. No, build infrastructure right, to, right. to the good things that will happen because everybody but hates they, him so I, much. They, can they, I they, make him one other point? So, wait, so is, is that the end of the list of the good things that you think he would do on his own? That he would in, intentionally do with infrastructure? Um, you, you're against lowering I, taxes. Having, no, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, it depends on if you want to broaden the base, I'm in favor of lowering tax rates. Okay. You know. Okay, can I please make she, a point? Please. I, you know, this renaissance and this this interest... 7.30. And this interest, uh, you know, renewed interest in politics and how the government works, I think it is a direct result of Donald Trump's ignorance and stupidity when he believes that, you know, hit the executive branch can do whatever the fuck it wants to do. Which, so, uh, And I think people are finally saying, no, 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 what, you know, and, and understanding the way the government works. So Judy's point, Noam, takes me back to the, the fundamental <coughs> point. Donald Trump is manifestly unfit to hold office. And I don't mean just president. I mean city council. Uh, he is... You're talking, you're talking uh, uh, community school board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Auxiliary you're talking because, police because officer. Because he, he has no regard Crossing for anybody board. else. He lies as easily as, as you breathe. Yeah. He doesn't know stuff. It's astonishing in my book. I mean, I quote him where he's under oath in other places. He, the things he doesn't know are terrifying. Donald doesn't, one of my Nuclear lines triad. is, Donald doesn't know a Sunni from a Shia and why it's critically important to American but, but, foreign but policy. But did George W. Bush know that? And he doesn't know, know that, that, he yeah. doesn't know that a Sikh. At least he read Sikh, a book. He doesn't know that a Sikh is not a, not a Muslim. A Sikh is not but a Muslim? I, I think, no, again, I, that, is, is, is that about the general <laughs> kind of curiosity? <laughs> is that about general curiosity and intelligence as much as it is the idea that narcissism is basically seeing the universe as it relates to your own needs? Well, I think it's both, but he, you know, he doesn't read books. Remember his, his, his expertise is taxes, though. Let me, yes, but, yes, yes, but, yes, well, yes. Let me, let me <laughs> give you an example of this. Hugh Hewitt is a very smart guy. He's a right-wing radio talk. I know him, yeah. He had Donald on the air, and he asked Donald on his, on his radio show, well, what's your priorities for the nuclear triad if we have to cut the budget? And Donald goes, oh, nuclear, nuclear, it's such a big deal. It's so <laughs> important. Nuclear, nuclear. You yes. know, it's, and so then four months pass by. He appears on the, uh, uh, one of the debates. I think it was the one by Fox, December of 2016. And the same, uh, 2015. And Hugh Hewitt asked the exact same question, and Donald gives the same nonsense answer. I remember that. And then Hewitt turns to Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio says, well, for those who don't know, the nuclear triad is the capacity of the military in the United States to deliver nuclear bombs from bombers, uh, submarines, or land-based missiles. If you have to be schooled by Marco Marco Rubio... I know. He's, and he uh, has he like, four months we have, to learn. My, uh, my friend is Latino, so he doesn't like your, your attitude about Marco Rubio. I uh, can't stand But uh, I agree uh, with you. He's a, bullet, about, he's a bullet point memorizing nothing. What yeah. now? This The, the other thing that, that I can't wrap around my head around is the fact that, you know, he accuses Ted Cruz's father of killing JFK. He he call he he insults his wife. He accuses Obama uh, of a felony. Right. He accuses uh, Mark Marco Rubio. They're talking about their their penis size. You know, he's so low class. I mean, it, he just proves that money does not buy class. I'm sorry, you and don't yet, like men walking around talking about their penis size. I am a comedian. All- and I've been hearing it for 34 <laughs> years. Uh, but and I have two sons. But he the. the this I how the fuck does he get away with saying I, I grab women's pussy? Well, like, he's got a thirty-five percent well, approval rate. That one I can yeah. explain to you. Is there any woman you know who hasn't been sexually harassed? 
my no. life. No. So what? So I think a lot of women, particularly <laughs> right. ones inclined to support Donald, mm -hmm. their attitude was okay on the range from sort of inappropriate to complete pig. Right. He's a complete pig, but you know, men are like that. I think that's how a lot of people rationalize that. Well, let me. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you'll agree with the the kind of what seems to be already the conventional wisdom of that there was so many disaffected white people in the Rust Belt and, and he's saying that they did not care. They didn't like these things about him, right, but they right. just but wanted to change. Right, and well, he didn't, they didn't want a and, politician. And just make America great again, it really reverberated So here's them. my here's the irony of that for me. Yeah, um, I spent my years at the New York Times documenting inequality. I mean, I literally got a letter once from uh, somebody prominent when a survey came out saying most Americans now think inequality is a problem. And the opening line was, this is your dang GD fault. I wrote a trilogy of best-selling books, Perfectly Legal on Taxes, Free Lunch on Subsidies, and The Fine Print on Monopolies, explaining how the 90% were having their pockets subtly drained and giving money to people like Donald Trump, one of the biggest welfare kings in America. So I'm the guy who devoted 20-plus years to telling the 90%, here's how you're being screwed, okay? Right. And along comes Donald Trump, who didn't care about these people, who says in his initial yeah. problem in America is wages are too high. You go back and look at his opening speech, and yet people think he's going to improve their economics. So I got to tell you, for me personally, this is like, are you, really? Can this happen? Can what you, do you spend think? years explaining this and then have some? And, and, and I'm also going to tell you, and I don't know if you agree, what actually Donald Trump's biggest problem is. No. It's, it's not the narcissism, because I have to believe we've had narcissistic presidents sure. in the Not past. like this. Not on this level. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is his biggest problem, and it was the reason, it was the reason in the end that I didn't support him. He cannot control his own behavior oh. to conform to his obvious self-interest. Yeah. After he, a successful speech at the convention at that yeah. night, you may not like the speech, it was successful. The next day, he's out there railing yeah. against Ted no, Cruz's father. He, yeah, and, and listen, listen. This tweet about Obama being sick and tapping his phone. This is, he cannot How control can himself. He, how, why and is this, this is, not? This is what is going to bring him down. And, and yet, and yet, Noam is on record as saying... He's kind of glad Trump won. Well, I hated Hillary. He's kind of you glad. know the hatred of Hillary. <laughs> I hated her. I, I, if she I, was a guy, would you have hated her? You know, I yeah, made yeah. that. I made that very point. Yeah, uh, I, I, I resent. I, I sick and fuck. I resent listen that. To, I resent that to question. The no, well, I want to know that. No, 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 I want to know that. One of the reasons. One of the reasons. Because answer, he's. Does, a, does anybody ever answer yes to that question, Judy? The question is an accusation. Nobody say, yeah, actually, you're right. If no, it was a guy, I'm saying guy if he was a man. <laughs> if he was. If, I understand, if she but I'm saying the man, question is not a fair. She was qualified for the job. Oh, she's definitely qualified. Right. So you would rather have someone who doesn't fucking read or know anything about uh, diplomacy or the government or anything. No, I, this is what I said at the time. If I if I was doing the hiring, I would have to hire Hillary. Clearly, she right. was the right. Viscerally, what she would say, you mean wipe it with a cloth and all this, and the Clinton, and the Clinton I mean, Foundation. Here, yeah. It, it here, made here, me Judy, crazy. here's the problem with Hillary mm. Clinton. She's incredibly qualified. Two things, though, should stand out. Number one, she and her husband and the people around them are what I call Republican light. Mm -hmm. They're not out there fighting for working people, and working people yes, damn I, well know that. They're not their enemy. They're moderate. They do want to get, yeah. yeah. And, but they have sucked up too much to Wall Street, and that's the big fight the Democrats are going to have. Are we going to be the party of working people, or are we going to be right. and the now soft look at his Republicans? But the second thing is, mm -hmm. you know, in love, war, and politics, you have to respond to your opponent. Donald Trump runs this unconventional campaign, and she just keeps going I know. along on a that straight I line. I agree with. And that, that actually is very revealing about something that isn't so good about her that she stuck to 
this strategy. She should have gone to every working town she could find, and she should have raised holy hell about the networks not covering her statements and her policy positions. But she also should have been going to, you know, not the advanced manufacturing, this is the future, but some ordinary place where they bend metal. Right, right. Absolutely. And and by the way, I found, for instance, because it's all fuzzy now, her shenanigans not releasing her Goldman Sachs transcripts was just as offensive to me as Donald Trump not releasing his tax returns. It's the same thing. And Sanders did, Sanders wouldn't release his tax returns. He said, oh, well, they're in our filing cabinet. So, so you should you're, see you're all, really... the, all the nasty email I have for holding Sanders to the same standard I held everybody else to. God bless you. Good people who want to give him a, What was in his tax didn't. returns? Well, we didn't see them because they didn't put them out. But I have said, however, gave a bunch of reason. there's right. very good evidence that his wife committed a couple of felonies involving a his bank His current law. wife? Yes. I now love you because you're fair. Uh, let me ask you this question. Now, now most can you say of, you love him now? I, I, I don't have any love, love to give. No, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I just don't <laughs> have it in me. But but uh, now most Absolutely. of the people that voted for Trump were not uh, broke Rust Belt people out of work. No, but, but they were his margin. So, right? They were his margin. They but were, what about all the people? Okay, they were his margin. But why? what would possess the somebody? The number of college-educated voters, actually. What would possess yeah. somebody that's a normal human being that's not in desperate straits Anger. to vote for somebody that you've characterized as unfit, well, f- uh, stupid, um, Anger. Uh, amoral. Uh, not, not stupid, but not as smart as he no, says. In other words, but, if, he, if he's this horrible, but Dan, and, I, and I'm not doubting that he... We get the question. Let but, him answer. But we Dan, get Dan... Donald sold an image of himself that's not him. Right. That's what you, you know, Lawrence O'Donnell one night said, you know, you right. see me in this box. That's not who I am. And that's what right. Donald did. Donald understood marketing. I mean, Donald is the most brilliant manipulator of the convention. Dan's question presumes that the people accepted that he was a narcissist yeah. and they didn't and they hadn't and they'd been hoodwinked. Yeah. Well, listen, there's something else. I mean, well, but are, yeah, they, are they still hoodwinked? Ho- as, a, as a business guy, we really wanted the, uh, the 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 end of the of the Hillary Clinton types. I mean, we you I I know you're skeptical of it. I'm a small businessman. We feel, we're just like strangled by everything. We're the bad no, guy. No, now we're bureaucrats. No, now we got to do healthcare. We, if we're doing well, and we have 49 employees. Put a hundred thousand price tag on the 50th employee. No, as the as yeah. the founder of yeah. a little company, American yeah. Family Resort Hotels LLC, which sounds a lot bigger than it is. When we started it, I had to spend an inordinate amount of time figuring out how to get health care for the only two full-time employees, two of my sons. And I sit there and I say to myself, why? Who my employees Wait a minute, you're with, a hotel, yeah? What religion? Yeah, man, management, of, not ownership. A management company. I thought it was all Indian Management companies. If you... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's none, none of my business who my employees sleep with, what church they do or don't go to, what car they drive. But their health status is my business. I want health care off the backs of That's employers. Right. And the Republicans were in favor of that. Richard Nixon was going to get us national universal health care. Even now Reagan. Now the Republicans say, oh, no, you should just negotiate with your doctor. My leg is broken. I was in an accident. That's my, my femur is sticking out of my skin. Can we negotiate the fee of the surgery? That's Insane. ridiculous too. But yeah. so you understand, and you know that you know that famous George McGovern column. I'll send it to you afterwards, where he talked about his experience with small yeah. business, and he kind of said, "Well, if I had known then what I know now, I would have voted differently." Yeah. So a lot of us, and I have a couple of friends who were vehement, were, were enthusiastic Trump supporters. They just wanted the idea of a pro-business president, someone here, who actually had done it, who, who understood what we go here's through. Here's the thing you're missing, though: being good for. Business is not being good for the economy necessarily, and you can't ever assume that anything Donald Trump says has any substance to it. He flip flops. I mean, my God, he's the biggest flip flopper I've ever seen. 
he will say, you know, he was he was uh, pro-life, and then he's, uh, I mean, he was there's a, no a pro-freedom pro of choice, then he's pro-life. Yeah, there's but, no way he's pro-life. He'll but, say but, anything. But the, that's the people, exactly right. The people who brought you, you see those, you, you small business people, you didn't build that. Right. Dude, I understand his point. But it's dismissive. And for anybody who's worked like 90, 100 hours a week for 20 years, you just want to say, get these guys out of here. Because maybe if Barack Obama or any of them had actually worked for a living, then maybe they would see what's going on. Instead, they, they literally think all businessmen are rich, that they're the bad guys oh, no, and liars. I don't, I don't think, think so. Think that, well, their policies. Oh, let me ask a question. This is a good question. I had thought, and this ties to tax policy. And I had suggested this to our friend Harry Enden from 538.com. I love Harry. And he thought it was a good idea, but he never followed up. You certainly love a lot of men, Judy. I, know, I do uh, love men. I just don't want to have sex with them. There should be a concept of a, an American Dream Index, which is as follows. Yes. How much money does one need to have the things which don't make you greedy? For instance, I want a, a house for my three kids. I want to be able to have a car for me and my wife. I'd like to take two vacations a year. I'd like to be able to go to the movies and eat out and uh, send them to summer camp, whatever, whatever that you basket. Don't want, of, you don't want his and her personal 747? That's right. I don't want, some people I have. just I just want those things which which don't make me greedy, but something that... You know, make you comfortable. A, a comfortable and, life. And, yeah. How much money does one need, for instance, in New York City or New York to have that life, and shouldn't they not raise taxes no, on my, people who make less no, than that? No, I actually play a game with people about this on how much can you spend with a set of rules. you got to work 50 hours a week, you get two weeks vacation, but you have unlimited money, but you have to consume. So if you buy an oil painting, that's just buying a new asset. You buy a house, that's an asset. Actually like you consume. Like Brewster's millions. Most people can't spend more than about $400,000. Sounds about That's right. what I was going to say. Heard, have you seen that the movie Brewster's right. Millions? Yes. Yeah, well, that's what you're describing. That's By the so, way, there's a lot of data to substantiate that perspective. There's a lot of psychological data about happiness to substantiate no, that not, you can put a number on these things. Yeah, but I'm right. not. I'm not. I get that, yeah. and you're right too. But I'm saying that, yeah. that, that and capitalism that, is, is being. That, this is what because Obama. Uh, said, you know, why should Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett, what is he, how many billions does he have? He has yeah, more yeah. money than his, anybody yeah, yeah. with his DNA will ever be able to spend for as right. long as the planet Earth. And that's why he's why should Brock, Why should Warren Buffett's uh, secretary pay less than Warren Buffett? And then pay a higher rate. Than well, higher rate. Yeah, yeah. And then she he, doesn't hold pay. On, hold on. And then he used that as a way to justify raising taxes on people making less than more than $300,000 a year in New York. As if someone making $300,000, anything to do with Warren Buffett. By the way, I just, I just yeah. want to make the point that oftentimes when people say that the poor pay less, they mean they pay a less percentage. They don't mean that's that the right. second. I think some people listening to this right. and some yeah. people think Warren in their, in their heads. Warren Buffett pays a higher percentage of right. her income. But that's far, the way far you less than Warren right. Buffett. But, 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 but that, that wasn't that, my that, point. That, those top, bridges are not being built with, with the secretary money. They're being tax, built with Buffett money. The top federal tax rate in this country cuts in at less than four hundred thousand, less than $500,000. There are people in this country who make $500,000 a day. Why do we stop at 500000 Why don't we have higher rates as we go up? Of course, yes. And by the way... Progressive taxation is the oldest surviving principle in Western civilization. It is older than this false notion that, uh, 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 you know, in, in the Christian era, marriage has to be between one man and one woman. Anybody who's read the, first test the New Testament should know that. It's older than that. Even John Locke supported progressive taxation in incredibly mild form. Nothing for the poor, a low level for everybody else. This is a principle that is fundamental to the creation of democracy. But it also, it also countered it to, to everything else we do economically, which is to say that a poor person and a rich person have to pay the same money for everything else, but taxes 
is is the one area where the rich people but pay quite a Denmark, bit more money. But you look at Denmark, and they have a huge, huge tax rate. And they're the happiest people in the world. All the Nordic countries. Well, they're like yeah, they're so happy. I think, I think, I think you know, they the highest, don't have to worry about. I think about. in Denmark, they'd be, don't, well, it's, also, it's not their tax rate that makes it. You know what the highest tax country in the world is? It's the one that heritage and everybody calls the lowest tax. It's Singapore. They have a hidden tax people don't pay attention to. It's an 80% tax on capitalists. Capitalist little island, 80, 79% tax on capital. So, it's hidden. So, so here's a question I'm... I'm getting at and tell me if you think this is true Rome is burning I've noticed this in my own life burning that the people I know who make millions of dollars they don't really care if their taxes go up it's some, the people, uh, some of them do some don't for the most part the people I know oh, another 50,000 another 100,000 right. I mean, at some yeah. point they care but then but another couple points that they really, it's the people earning between 200 to 500,000 the people who are right in the heart of what I'm talking about people like trying to get their like you and me wait well, yeah. hold on a second they have to send their kids to no school does not they want to take a vacation between Flying. 200 and 500,000 by the way coach coach vacate like and then they say you know I, I'm strapped here I don't I don't want to pay more call me greedy call me whatever you want I don't want to pay more taxes well, you shouldn't be more heavily taxed than somebody who has an income that's a hundred times what you're making, and that's. The but he's not more heavily taxed. I mean, the guy making a hundred times what no one's making is still paying a lot no, more money. I, the, you know, I, the proper measure, though, Dan, is the well. That's the proper of your measure you by your standards. No, every, I, I mean, every economist you know, will tell you. The proper measure is, and every sociologist and social scientist, it's the share of your income. I mean, I applaud Warren Buffett. How much money did Warren Buffett pay in taxes? I got to take one executive thing. We're running out of time. I have one last question, and then hopefully someone, then you guys can hopefully someone ask him about the Russians. But I just have one more question. I do. I want to. Going back to the 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 first Trump uh, tax controversy when he when he thought he paid no taxes. Well, he didn't in some years. Right. Is just answer, explain to me, because my attitude was, I have an accountant, he tells me what I owe, and that's what I'm paying. I've never heard of anybody paying more than what they owe. The Clintons paid more than twice as much as they needed to pay, and, and Hillary tried to get me fired for reporting that. I, I was about to in say. In the New York Times. And nobody, I would never heard of anybody paying more than what they owe unless they had a, a, a reason to do so. The Clintons probably did it for political reasons, whatever it is. Because they got bad tax advice. They paid a fortune for you know, oh, well, bad the, advice. The point is that... You, you could fault the tax code, but how could we fault Donald Trump for paying oh, what he legally owed? Because Donald Trump lobbied for these cuts. He bought a dubious tax shelter that was so odious, the Republicans, the minute they learned about it, shut it down in a matter of weeks. Which tax shelter was that? The one for the $918 million where he double deducted. The banks took a $918 million loss. That should be income to Donald, and he pays tax on it. You borrow money and don't pay it back from a bank, that's income. But did he, do, did he, did he, he follow the law is what I'm asking. Well, my point is... He, he, if they'd taken him to court, he would have lost it. But what the what Congress and the IRS do is they say, oh, we've discovered this tax shelter. Pass a law, stop it. But you guys have already bought this terrible thing. You We're not going to spend time on yeah. it. You can keep your money. I, I, I just feel like if I take my taxes to an accountant and he tells me what I owe. He tells you to pay as but I pay what I owe. This isn't a passive. This is going out and finding dubious tax shelters. That's, that's what I'm paying them for. And then, and, <laughs> oh, go and, ahead, Judy. Okay, you, you so I, I have a question. I, I pay taxes. I, I, I hate it but I know it's my responsibility. Okay. The fact that our tax money, that, that he hasn't paid taxes, and yet my tax money goes to him going to fucking Mar-a-Lago and his <laughs> wife staying here in New York and him building up a fucking stupid wall. Like, you know, it, it's, I, it makes me so a lot furious. Of people, a lot I mean, of people, and he... A lot he, of people have a different view than you do about it. And I understand, I'm curious. I do think there's a legitimate case for... 
his his extra national security costs. I don't have any problem with whatever it costs to protect the president, but his having Ugh, these three I, locations right. when we provide him with Camp David right. and a White House, that that's going More to cost narcissism. us as much money as the National Endowment for the Humanities. Right. That I got a problem with. I think that's real hypocrisy. But, you know, we're talking about chicken feed in terms of the uh, economy and the federal now, budget. Now, if they... If, if, and vulgarity. If we find out that he, you know, was... He's obviously colluding with Russia. He obviously has, you know, financial interests in, in Russia. Oh, at DCReport.org, we've written a lot about the very right. deep connections that are there that we can document easily from the public record. So why is he still unimpeachable at this point? Well, the, listen, the top Republicans in the House and Congress, they know who's got them. Paul Ryan has said privately in that tape that got out, you know, he won't cooperate with them. Right. But, so, but they, don't, they, they don't have the popular support. This is not a legal issue. This is a political issue. When Donald does something so outrageous, remember, he's promised to use nuclear weapons. Right. Now, that may actually strengthen his position. There are a lot of Americans who have no idea what it means to use a nuclear weapon. Right. But if he does something that absolutely shocks people, then I think you will see a shift away from him. And I assure you... He's that, done that, so many things that are shocking. That, what are his ties with Russia that affect the, his government? Donald's been doing business with the Russians for more than 30 years. Okay. The deal he did in... When you say the Russians, you mean people, are, people who... Yeah, Donald Russian always companies? says, I don't do anything with Russia. And that's true. He does it with Russians. And the Russians are the oligarchs. And who are the oligarchs? They Friends are a government-sponsored network of right. international criminals. Right. Donald bought this piece of property down near Mar-a-Lago for $41 million in bankruptcy. Right. I remember, it yes. wasn't even worth $41 million. And he sold it for Nobody 93. would buy it. Nobody would buy right? it. He yeah. sold it for 100 minus a commission, oh. $95 million. And it was sold it three years later in the same market where he was trying to get out of a $40 million loan. He said, the real estate market's dead. Nobody would buy it. Had he been a city councilman and they'd done this deal, even if everybody knew he was a billionaire, and there's no evidence Donald's a billionaire, everybody would have said, this is a payoff. And the argument that, that uh, Dmitry Rublev, Rybo, was trying to hide money from his wife, when you're trying to hide money from your wife, you don't pay twice or three times what something's worth. Right. I told you that, You look though. for a fire sale. <laughs> you go to Donald That's and say, hey, I'll take this off your hands for $30 million. And so th this, uh, this just smacks of being a payoff. Do you there are many other financial transactions do you, do you that believe, we haven't published about yet that are very troubling. Do you believe that uh, widely uh, regarded... As patriots, McMaster, Mattis, people like that would turn a blind eye to Donald Trump uh, uh, engaging in his criminal conspiracy with Russia. I don't. I don't think so. I, I I don't think so. And I will tell you that at the end of the day, Donald, who talks about the presidency as a dictator, if he moves to take over the country, we will remain a free people only if our military says no. And this is one of the problems with having a draft. We used to have an officer corps that was 50-50 Democrats and Republicans. It's now about 80 or 85 percent Republicans. This is not good. When And and we need to have a balanced military. But right now, if Donald gets an excuse, let's say Putin sets up brilliantly something that happens in the U.S. and it's an excuse for Donald to suspend habeas corpus, to which is a privilege, by the way, under our Constitution. You don't have a right to make a phone call when the police arrest you. It's a privilege. That, and he can suspend it. Um, it is the military that will determine whether we continue to be a free people in a democratic republic or we become uh, an, an empire. And, you know, the Senate still existed in Rome after it ceased to be a republic. 
It was yeah. just a vestige. All right. Yeah. I have a question. I, I think he has to. Well, we I only have want a, a couple more minutes. I would like to get into the into the hotel business, which is really the reason why you came. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. I, I, we, my son runs it, but you know, one of the reasons we did this. I wanted to establish that, yeah, I could run it. I could uh, start and make a successful right. business. You, you I always had little, you know, little businesses as a writer hiring people for my books and stuff. Right. You and have we, a, a and we run a really well. No, that's the whole point. We don't have a franchise. We don't. We don't advertise. And it's we a bad practice. And we, no, it's a seventy. We fill our hotel with first-rate customer service. You come to our hotel, Dan, this Where year, is and it? you come back to Ocean City, New Jersey. They make the money on the porn, you know. It's No, we don't have that. <laughs> oh, I am no a, I'm a, I'm a not Jersey girl. No, no, now yeah, with Wi-Fi, nobody needs porn. It's a family town. You don't need it. But if you, you, come, you come, come to on, our no. hotel, Dan, if you've got kids, we'll probably well, say to you, well, yeah. thank God. I do, boys. I do it. When you come, we're going to next year say, by the way, how are Billy and Sam or whatever it is doing? Because we treat our customers really special. But here's the problem. When I go to a town, I don't, I don't know the hotels. I see, re- I see red roof in. I see uh, courtyard. I yeah. know what I'm getting. Yeah. If I see, what do you call your hotel? Well, I'm not in anymore. My son's well, retired. Well, what's the ho- name of the hotel? It's called the Ocean 7 at 7th and the Boardwalk. I see Ocean the Ocean City, 7 Hotel. I know with the internet, I guess I can look it up. You can look up. I always look at reviews. It's but wonderful. Yeah, you got to go but on the trip. say Ocean 7. Wonderfully. Okay. I don't know these people. I, I know the Red Roof Inn. Can I get one question in? <laughs> yes, last You've question. You've had quite a few last questions. Last question I just to ask about the hotel business. Go ahead. Do you think <laughs> Donald Trump will uh, remain president for the f- entire term? I, I've said consistently I don't think he can get through one year. And remember, we have two ways to remove right. a president. I mean, 25th only- Amendment and impeachment. Uh, but he, he's got to do something that absolutely shakes his base, that, make, that takes the mask off, that people suddenly realize... You know, all these people writing uh, to me saying, you know, you should be shot. Your family should all be tortured in front of you and then mm-hmm. shot. Ouch. All of these people writing this, they have no idea of our constitutional system of government. Mm-hmm. I've written back to a number of them. It's very mm-hmm. clear that we don't teach civics anymore in mm-hmm. many schools. Yeah. And to them, Donald has to do something that shocks their consciences. Even them, yeah. Then them. we will see something happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And you think it will be within a year? Yeah, I'll be surprised if he's here more than a year. What what could that be, and then, hypothetically, in your estimation, that would shock the base? Um, that if, would shake if, the base? If, if we can directly oh. tie Donald to a crime in which uh, money went to the Russian oligarchs or from them. I'm not sure that that's going to do that it. That might do it. I'm not sure um, that's going to do it. I agree with you, because Pence, yeah. they're happy with Pence as well. Yeah, well, yeah. the Republican leadership would much rather have Pence, because he's one of them, and, and he's a, you know, I, you cannot like his politics and still respect that he's a competent we, politician. I think some people, now, Ann Coulter, who's a, who's a friend of the club, uh, oh. her, her position is, well, I, I know that Judy certainly doesn't like Ann, but her position is, is, yes, Donald is horrible, but we've got to close the floodgates of immigration. Now, for people like her, and I don't know how... What percentage of the electorate falls into that category? Almost anything is forgivable because America. Because the greater good is being served. America, the very concept of America is at stake. That is to say, if you let too many of the wrong people in, there won't be an America, according to that line of thinking. And and if that bar is very very high, now I wonder how many. Dan, I'm I'm glad to know that Ann Coulter is at one with the Native American peoples of this country. (laughs) Yeah. Now is but, your but, hotel? But my question is: is is how many people are have that line of thinking, and in which case the bar is much higher? For I don't know, but you know this country is an idea, and it's been built by people who came here from somewhere else. And yep. uh, you know, everyone at this table, our ancestors came here. 
Um, it, it, it even is, Donald Trump, Trump's. Even even Donald Trump's family. And, and look, his father came here and was a criminal, his grandfather. He couldn't go back he, to his original. He was a, he was yeah. a draft dodging yeah. uh, a pimp who ran whorehouses. He didn't want to right. come here. He <laughs> they wanted were all to go criminals. Back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he wants. Now, uh, we, I think and when the he final, went back to Germany, yeah, they said, get, get the, the hell fuck out of here. Yeah. I, now, I, uh, wait, I have one question. Ahead, is Jimmy. your hotel a safe space? I don't know. I'm retired from it, but the point I was trying to—it's the kids' hotel. It's his son's hotel. I'm kidding. kidding. David, are we on an inevitable trajectory? No great state has ever sustained whatever greatness looks like, regardless of Trump. Is—is it possible that this will end up being academic? Rome kind of started to burn. We won't last forever. The question is: Is for how long? We can last forever if we choose to. Dove, when I was uh, very young, I covered demonstrations in the Bay Area for the San Jose Mercury. I went to the homes of right-wing radicals who built bombs and left-wing radicals who built wow. bombs. Yeah. And I have followed radical extremes all my career. And I will tell you that I've long worried about, and I've said, that if we have a revolution in this country, it's going to come from the right, yeah. and it will be the bloodiest thing the world has ever wow. seen. With their I was, guns. I was on a radio interview one day, and my two youngest daughters, who are now in their late 20s and early 30s, were sitting in the living room, and they started snickering. And as soon as I got off the radio, Snicker, I said, snickering. what are you snickering about? And one of them said, Dad, did they ask you if you're going to get shot if there's a revolution? And I said, yeah. And I said, Dad, you always say you're an incurable optimist. That's why you have eight kids. Wow. If you think you get shot in the second round, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Do you feel like capitalism is somehow collapsing under its own well, weight and usefulness? What's happening is the economics on which we develop market capitalism, yes. which has been a very efficient vehicle and has raised a lot of people out of poverty, Wonderful. are changing because of technology. Yes. And we are moving into this digital age, and the biological age is coming very quickly. Yes. Inefficiency in bending metal and creating steel created jobs. When the first steel was created thousands of years ago, Guys with big arms pounded right. coal, you know, into right. iron. And now it took, financial services it took, is three quarters took, of the GDP. Well, no, 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 but hold on, steel. It took man years of labor to make one ton of steel. Right. You know how much labor it takes now to make one year ton of steel? Less than one man out, person wow. hour of labor. Less than one person hour of labor. Wow. And so it, we 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 are re- facing a new world in yeah. which we need new most, ideas. More and more labor is performed by capital. So think about a guy who gets a job hauling sacks of grain. He makes enough money, he saves, he buys a donkey. He makes more money now, he buys a cart. He makes more money, he buys a truck. He makes more money, he builds a short-haul railroad. They're all one-person operations. More and more labor is performed by capital. And that's something we're not addressing and thinking about about the future. So, I mean, we have have real problems. I am very worried that our our democracy will not endure. I'm very worried that, you know, we will go backwards. In the very long run of human beings... We make progress, but it's not a straight line. Nobody talks about population control. I agree with you totally, and I also fault the left for this because my mother, I really mean, because (laughs) you you, you have to go. In in the way that uh, we always knew we had all that oil and shale, and as soon as the price of of oil went up. We didn't have the technology to get it. We finally got the technology. The the raise in the minimum wage, minimum wage is really between a rock and a hard place because all that automation, it used to be in the 70s, you raise the minimum wage, the employers had to pay it. All that automation is going to come online now, right. and already is. So they really cannot raise the floor much like they used to. What's going to happen to these people? Well, I mean, we have, we have, well, one of the arguments that's made is uh, the uh, the capitalist financier Lewis Kelso in the fifties wrote a book called The Capitalist Manifesto. Mm-hmm. He wanted everybody to be capitalist, everybody to own capital, 
and he, they wanted to get more capital with the earnings of capital. And that's one of the things we need to be talking about. What do we do when we have a society where we don't need nearly so many workers? We have this population that keeps growing that I contribute no to. No one talks about this politically. Nobody talks no, about population nobody control. Talks about it. I don't even know if it's a function of population control, but we don't talk about how we could be more, how as we get become more, more efficient. Yeah. We also don't talk about how the way we set up our rules of ownership, and those are, after all, human constructs. Some people do nothing and have money running out their ears. And other people labor just look to at me. make a living. <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, we choose the rules of how we do this. Maybe there are smarter rules that will result in more social cohesion, uh, a, a healthier society, less risk of revolution and war. And we're not thinking and talking about those. Because the minute you bring up something like this, you must be a communist. Yeah, then the labels fly. I'm a guy whose books champion competitive markets, and I teach the ancient virtues to my students. But there's no room for nuance in this this context culture. And not only that, but when a new hotel comes to town, you have no mercy. (laughs) That's exactly right. right. One of my biggest worries was, as a practical matter, was if one more hotel gets built on the island, there goes a big chunk of my profits. And and, uh, yes, and, and this is why in electricity markets, I write about how they set up these markets and they said, it's a, called a clearing price auction. People get these outrageous prices for electricity. You know, they generate it for $3. You get $3,000 for a unit of electricity. The theory is more people will invest in an electric plant. No. Wall Street comes along and says, hey, if we can eliminate some electric plants, we uh-huh. can get $6,000 an hour. There you go. All right. Mr. Johnston. David, uh, thank you very, very much for coming on our thank show. You, no. Especially yes, sir. since thank you, we, sir. We, uh, I, we, had, we canceled one time for some reason. I'm sure we had no choice. But it was your choice. No, I mean, I mean, I don't remember the reason. It had to be a good reason because you were one of my, you were one of my most sought after. A tremendous yes, guest. Just so you know. So I got to run, tremendous. but I want two tremendous. things. Yes, you have anything tremendous. you want. I hope, I hope people will sign up for our free alerts at dcreportsingular.org. It's a little play on my name, David K. in District of Columbia, dcreport.org. We've broken a number of stories. We tell you when the government starts to do something that we think is inimical to your interests, and we tell you what to do about it. We have action alerts, and we talk about our government. Secondly, I hope you go read my book, The Making of Donald Trump, because everybody I've heard from who's read it says, oh, my God, I had no idea that whatever I thought, whether I thought Trump was sort of okay or terrific or I thought he was a monster, he's far worse than anybody imagines. And everything in that book is from the public record. There's more than 40 pages of source notes, Donald's own words. There's no unnamed sources. And when you read about both how he put the life of this sickly infant in jeopardy and then how he went to bat for this major cocaine trafficker he was involved with in business up to his eyeballs, all the favors he did for him, how the case mysteriously got transferred from Ohio to his sister's federal courtroom in New Jersey, it will give you a whole different but impression of she refused herself. Him. She did after three weeks, but how did it get to her? Yeah. All right. Well, well I don't want to read it because um, I don't want bad news. <laughs> <laughs> that, and by the way, your 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 sister is your your daughter is a comedy writer. One of my daughters is uh, a script. She was the script coordinator three days out of college for House of Cards. She worked on another show. On the show, she hasn't been hired as a comedy writer yet. But, but I thought maybe we could plug she's some right. of hers right. too, because right. as a comedy audience, maybe we could plug your daughter. Unlike Dad. Kate's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Kate to call right. me. <laughs> also, also send emails to, to podcast at comedyseller.com. Yeah, we have that. We have a few. Uh, yeah, send those emails saying you want Judy on all. Podcast the at comedyseller.com. And uh, thank you very much. Good night. Good night.